back to another episode of the Ghetto Smart Podcast. I'm your host, BC. Episode 21. Another week to be great. Happy to be back. Happy that you're here. Happy that you're liking my my content. Subscribe to my content. Getting those little notifications when I provide you new content. Hope you were productive this past week, people. I sure as hell was. Trying to get shit together. You can check me out on the YouTube channel. I do have the YouTube channel up. The Ghetto Smart Podcast. Right now I have episodes one and two up. I'm getting that together. Again, one man team right now rocking out. So I'm working. I'm working. So I appreciate everybody that's heading over there, getting those views up, liking, subscribing. Um, I will I will get to a point to where I will be releasing on not only Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but also um, on YouTube as well on Wednesdays. So just bear with me. I'm getting that together, slowly working. Again, we're doing way better at, at week 21 than we were at week one. If you've been fucking with me, you already know that. So again, I appreciate everybody that's tapping in for the first time, everybody that taps in weekly. I truly appreciate you. If you're new to the show, the ongoing theme, follow your fucking dreams. Excuse the language. Don't trip on how the message is given to you. Listen to the message. So, yeah. Other than that, though, I don't have too much for y'all this week. Uh, Not too much really went down. Um, It's a few topics that I really want to get into that's really been on my on my mind, on my mental, I really want to share how I feel. It's been a lot of fuck shit going on. There's been a lot of politicking going on. Um, it's been a lot of tap dancing going on. But uh that'll be discussed later on in the show. And let's go ahead and get into why we are here. We already know what time it is. I want to start this week off by talking about Shakari Richardson. Um, we all know Shakari Richardson, the 21-year-old sprinter um, who was, you know, killing the Olympic trials, was really making a name for herself, really uh, pretty much putting herself on that on that stage to be one of the next big Olympic stars for, you know, the the near future as far as United States track and field on the women's side. And, um, you know, as she's like the star of the 100-meter sprint for the women, uh, she really showed out a couple weeks ago. And that was actually, you know, like the second time I saw her, and I was thoroughly impressed, um, very impressed by her, the way she's authentic. I like how what you see is what you get. Um, She's really real. She, you know, there's no sugar coat and she tells you how she feels when she feels it in the manner in which she feels it. So, um, wonderful young lady. Uh, it's unfortunate that she did test positive for marijuana following her previous running or previous race, uh, due to her failing that drug test, which is, um, which is super unfortunate, but uh, she tested positive for THC, and she is 
suspended from the U.S. Olympic track and field team for a month. This was starting June 28th. And um, it looks like she will not be able to compete in the 100-meter race in Tokyo, her winning event at the Olympic trial. So, again, the 100 meters, that's pretty much what that's, – that's her, that's her jig. That's her – that's what she does. And, um, unfortunately, due to the suspension, she won't be able to compete in that race in the Olympics in which she won that that trial. So she had a good chance of potentially snagging a medal, but that won't be happening. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very unfortunate, you know, um, she was saying that, you know, the loss of her biological mother kind of spawned her doing those things. The fact that she found out from a reporter during an interview, that her biological mother passed away and kind of just just learning in that manner, never having to deal with death in that manner in her uh her short and young life, you know, she, you know, found the only way to cope with how she was feeling at the time. And I'm I'm not casting any aspersions on the young lady. Uh, I know shit happens. However, she has come out um, in a series of tweets and um, she even made an appearance on today. And, you know, she even talked about how, hey, look, I, I know the rules. I knew what I was doing. I know it was wrong. And, you know, hey, the consequences are the consequences. Now, again, I'm not sitting here casting any aspersions on that young lady. Uh, I smoke marijuana, so, you know, I, I really can't talk shit about her. My only thought really was like, damn, you run in the, 10, the 100 meters in like 10 seconds and you off the weed? Like, <laughs> they just keep proving it, proving that, you know, you can come out in life and excel in your perspective area, your respective area, excuse me. And you can consume marijuana. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, I want my pilot smoking weed or our truck drivers, semi-truck drivers on the road smoking weed. But, you know, weed is a form of medication. And just how you're okay with a pilot taking Vicodin or Percocet, you should still be okay with that same pilot smoking a joint at the end of the day. With the respect, with hoping with the respect that they have for their job, they wouldn't come to the job high. So I'm not saying that they need to change the rules. I think it's silly um, that marijuana is still being banned, but we are dealing with the World Doping Organization. So we have to keep that intact. A lot of countries around the world do not recognize marijuana as a legal drug, let alone the entire United States. So even though where she resides in the United States, weed is legal. It's still not legal for what she's going on. So for what she has going on. So even she she's taking responsibility for it. I feel like she's learned from it. Um, I feel like her her team has learned from it, too, as far as, um, you know, hey, look, th this is the Olympics. The stakes are at an all time high and we have to move a certain way. And regardless of what's going on in our lives, we have to stay focused on the goal at hand. And I feel like, hey, she's young. 
this is her first go at it. It's not like she was accused of, you know, steroids or anything like that. Hey, she smoked some weed at the wrong time due to a series of unfortunate events that unfolded in her young life. Now, you know, we don't want to hold her to the fire, but we do want to make sure that not only does she hold herself accountable, but she realizes that, hey, look, you have to be um, a little bit more cautious and a little bit more aware of what you're putting in your body and how it could affect your goals that you're working so hard for day in and day out, day um, day in and day out. So, um, again, here at the Ghetto Smart Podcast, we stand with Shakari Richardson. We're with we're with you. We stand with you. We're supporting you. We're rooting for you. Um, I'm hearing that she'll she'll be on the relay team in the Olympics. Uh, she she may be able to qualify for that. So hopefully she'll still be able to go to Tokyo. Hopefully we'll be still be able to see that beautiful smile on the national stage, on the world stage. So Miss Richardson, hold in, hold you know, hold your head, hold in there, and um, just you know, we just got to be smarter. You know, I'm not going to be like everybody else who's trying to pour on and act like they know better and act like, hey, you know, they're better than this person or that person. Like, hey, we all make mistakes, but we just got to hope that, hey, she learns from it. She understands how serious the situation is. And me personally, I look at the situation a little bit differently because I feel as if even the USA team looks at her and her talent and they say, hey, look, this is the next face of women's track for the United States for the for the for the future you know and I feel like that's why you have to go on today you have to give that interview you have to give these statements because the stakes are so high because everybody's pretty much putting all their chips behind you we are definitely here with you my dear hold your head we wish you the best just gotta bounce back just got to bounce the fuck back. But um, last week, um, I didn't comment on the horrific condo collapse that took place in Miami. Um, just out of how recent it was happening, um, details were still coming out. At the time I was recording, there were the numbers just didn't add up. It didn't make sense for how much people they were saying were supposed to be accounted for, how many people were dead. It just didn't make sense. So I wanted to give it some time before I officially reported on it. But at this time, it has been confirmed that the partial collapse of the Miami Beach condo has rose to 32 people. Okay. Um... We're now currently on the 13th day of ongoing searches for the victims. Um, it's just completely horrific. They're saying that 113 people remain potentially accounted for. And only seven, 70 of those are confirmed to have been in the condo at the time. So only 70 out of the 113 are confirmed to have been in that condo at the time. So that leaves about maybe 40 people who are still unaccounted for who weren't in that building. Uh, but again, the death toll is 
32 people right now. Um, as you know, reports have come out that there were discussions and conversations about a potential collapse opportunity for that condo due to just the current state that the building was in. There were codes that were um, not being adhered to. Uh, it's just a, a big mess. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, hardworking people who uh, do all the right things that they're supposed to do, they put themselves in a position to where they have an income and they have a steady job to where they can pay the prices that it costs to stay in a building such as that and the people in charge, the people who are who you put your trust in to make sure that these buildings are up to par aren't even doing that. And some of them even know that there are issues. Some of them even know that there are problems with the building and they still decide to get the check over either moving the tenants out or doing whatever they need to do to necessarily fix the issues with the building. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation. It's just really sad that even in today's age that we still have to deal with this type of fuckery. It just makes absolutely no sense. Uh, prayers to all the families out there. Um, prayers to the families who have identified and know um, the people who are perished thus far. Prayers uh, to the families that are still waiting to hear whether or not their loved ones made it or not. Um, I couldn't imagine being in that type of situation. Um, I think it's extremely unfortunate. I think this should be a wake-up call to a lot of us, especially in America, that we see these type of things happening, but yet we look at Congress and the Senate where they don't want to pass infrastructure bills. They don't want to provide the necessary funds to the states and the cities to bolster up our infrastructure, which is crumbling and becoming weaker and weaker by the day. So... Um, Again, it's extremely unfortunate that I have to report on something like this, but that these individuals have to live through something like this. I mean, looking at that video, looking at the video of, of the condo just collapsing, I couldn't imagine being asleep and either my building falling on top of me or I'm just free falling. It is... Um, it's extremely unfortunate. Um, it's extremely sad. And um, I hope that everyone involved can find some type of peace to move through the situation. And um, that's all I'm, I'm really going to say about that. Because, again, information is flowing in by the minute. So as of right now, um, 32 souls have perished, confirmed, have perished in this a horrific accident in Miami. Um, it's just extremely, extremely unfortunate, um, sad situation, sad situation. 
Now, uh, moving right along to the surprise verses at the Essence Festival. We had Keep Sweat. We had Bobby Brown. <clears throat> it was um, it was quite a night. It was quite a surprise. To be honest with you, I kind of wish that they had a little bit more promotion. I wish that they promoted this versus a little bit more. I know it was supposed to be like a, a surprise for the Essence Festival, but I just feel like they deserved, they deserved to to have people build up, set the date, you know, call the lady, get the dinner, all that. I feel like we deserved that moment. They were two juggernauts. They were two individuals who did a lot for R&B. It was great to see Bobby Brown. Uh, he looked great. You know, he's not the old Bobby that we used to see humping and jumping and, and grinding all around the stage. But, you know, everything would happen with Whitney and his daughter and his sons and, you know, um, just losing your kids and your ex-wife and just everything and his parents. Um, you know, he's been going through a lot. And just to see him just enjoying himself and reliving those good days and being celebrated and, you know... He's had so much death in his life. He's been through so much turmoil and sorrow. To me, I, I feel like it, it was an amazing opportunity for him to get in front of not only his peers, but you get in front of the community that you've entertained for 20, 30 years, and you allow us to praise you and give you your flowers and let you know how much we appreciate your contributions. Because he was a big part that... Uh, Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown was a big part of that New Jack Swing era. And they were the ones who pretty much, you know, they, you know, they, they the ones that pretty much took the, took the reins and, and did what needed to be done to push the culture forward. It was amazing. I love how Keith Sweat came out the gate with the, with the Drake reference, talking about he's a light-skinned Keith Sweat. He's going to make it last forever, and then he jumps in to make it last forever. I think that was a dope way to show how not only your relevance today, it shows your relevance today to where even 20 years, 30 years later, my name is still being brought up and these kids may not know who I am, but they about to find the fuck out. And you about to find out why Drake said what he said. <laughs> so, um, yeah, really appreciate that. Uh, really appreciate uh, versus doing it. This this was a good versus. There were some tracks on both sides, Bobby and Keith Sweat, where somebody had to stand across from that. And yeah, they were boys. Yeah, they were cool. But there was genuine, there was genuine um, competition. And you know, it it was it was good to see. It was nice to see them jumping around and and you know feeling good off the Ciroc. Keep sweat uh, singing to the cup. I mean, it just show you that, yo, when we get together, when our people get together, we have a good time. When our people get together and it's, it's, not, it's nobody on that bullshit, nobody trying to fight, nobody just trying to cause problems, our people know how to vibe out. Our people know how to have a good fucking time. We can drink, we can smoke, we can sing songs we can dance and at the end of the night everybody go home you go make love you go eat you go do whatever you do keywords you go home 
I loved it. I had my wine. I was chilled out, enjoying myself. Um, even though I, I missed like maybe about a good 20 minutes of it, again, because it was a surprise versus. So I, I was on the timeline at the time, and it was like, oh, shit, the versus on. I cut it on and went ahead, got my... Went ahead and manufactured a vibe. That's what I did. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you're sitting in the house. You're sitting on the couch. You're not doing nothing. And you just manufacture a vibe. You roll you something up. You might pour you a little something to drink. Put on the, put on the music. Might put on just some sports or something like that. Turn it on mute. Put the music on. Manufacture a vibe. It's needed sometimes. Sometimes it's needed. Most of the time it's needed, but we fight that urge. Sometimes we feel like we have to wallow in our sorrows and we have to be sad and we have to, you know, give in to whatever situation is going on. Sometimes you just got to manufacture a vibe and it just works out that way. It's just how it goes. So, um, yeah, man, here at the Ghetto Smart Podcast, we're all about good vibes, positive vibes, because without positive vibrations, nothing will continue to move in a positive manner. And one thing about negative vibrations, negative vibrations tend to stop somewhere. Because you can be a Debbie Downer and then you can go bump into somebody else and then you can give that energy to them, that bad energy. But at some point, somebody's going to bump into somebody with some good energy and that bad energy is going to come to a stop. But one thing about positive vibes, positive vibes continue to flow like a mad river. It never stops. Because if you have positive vibes, if you bump into somebody, they get those positive vibes. They bump into somebody, those positive vibes rub off, and everybody wants to keep positive vibes going. That's why they're positive vibes. So that's how I look at it. You may think it's silly. You may think it's um, cliche, but that's how I, I, I view certain things and it's what's gotten me to this point that I am today. Um, so you can either take it or leave it. Either way, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right, people, moving right along, moving right along, because, again, I'm not, I'm not here to take up any time. Bill Cosby has been released from prison. Again, Bill Cosby has been released from prison. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned the indecent assault conviction of Bill Cosby last Wednesday, ordering his release from prison after finding that he was denied protection against self-incrimination. The court said that a prosecutor's decision not to charge Cosby, 83, in an earlier case opened the door for him to speak freely in a lawsuit against him, thinking he would not incriminate himself criminally. A second prosecutor later used the lawsuit testimony in a criminal trial, and that testimony was keying his convictions year later. Cosby was convicted of three felony counts of aggravated indecent assault in 2018 of drugging and assaulting Andrea Constand in 2004 and was serving a three to ten year sentence. 
he has served nearly three years of the sentence. Now, this is not saying that Bill Cosby is innocent. This is not saying that Bill Cosby did not do what he was sent to jail for. This is simply saying that there was a deal with the prosecution when he was being, there was a, a, a lawsuit that was filed against Bill Cosby of a particular crime, being that the prosecutor did not, you know, seek justice in previous years, in earlier years. At that point of the lawsuit, Cosby can talk about it without going to jail. It was agreed upon that those words would not send him to jail. He does the deposition, which everyone goes back to, where he talks about providing the quaaludes to the women. And um, later on, another prosecutor comes back and sends him to jail for that testimony. Um, again, I'm not saying that Bill Cosby is innocent of what he was sent to jail for, but the manner in which he was sent to jail was bullshit. And I am glad to see a man out of jail if he was not supposed to be there. Uh, I am not a Bill Cosby supporter. Uh, quite frankly, me personally, um, how I feel about Bill Cosby is him going to jail was just the chickens coming home to roost just a bit because he talked so much shit about, you know, young actors and young comedians and how they handled themselves in public and how they um, the type of work that they were involved in and the type of messages that they were trying to get across, which I understand. You can say that. As an elder, you have a right to say, hey, you know what? I think the way you guys are doing this, that, and the third aren't conducive to moving our community forward. That's okay. But in the manner in which he was being nasty about it and telling people, you know, that they weren't shit and that, you know, it was just the manner in which Bill Cosby was moving. It's like, yo, he was moved, literally moving in a do as I say, not as I do manner. And we all know people who move in that manner do fuck shit behind closed doors. And Bill Cosby happened to be one of those. Um, again, I'm not a supporter of his, but if there was an agreement between a prosecutor and Bill Cosby that he can speak freely about a situation and not be sent to jail... I just find it funny that a black man gets sent to jail after an agreement has been made. Once he talks, you will not go to jail. I just find that I don't find that to be a coincidence. And I feel like we as people have to make sure that we pay attention to this. Because Cosby is one black man. There are a plethora of other black men in our country who are dead and who are dead and alive. Who have been wrongly convicted, but yet they do not have the resources, they do not have the voice, they do not have the opportunity to get their story out so that people can hear what happened and make change. So let this be a lesson to a lot of you people to where, yes, we, we hold our government and our justice system, judicial system in high regard. But we have to understand that when it comes to us, even when we make deals, even when we make 
uh, we have contracts with these people to where we do certain things and a certain outcome is supposed to happen. They are still willing to go back on their words and they're still willing to go back on their actions and convict you even though it was wrong. So Bill Cosby is now a free man. He's done a few interviews. You can actually go out and see the interviews that he has done. But yeah, um, Bill Cosby is free. Some people hate it. Some people love it. But hey, it's it's not for me to judge. You you do as you please. All right. And do exactly as you please. All right. Moving right along. What else I got for y'all here? Ooh, let me drink some of this drink. I'm kind of parched. Excuse me. Mm, 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 mm. See, if I was getting sponsored, I'll tell you what I'm sipping on. Just know it's good. So shout out to the NBA playoffs. Chris Paul going to his first finals, dropping 41 points to get his team over the hump, over the Clippers. I love it. Uh, shout out to CP3. Shout out to the Suns, Devin Booker, Aiton, all them dudes over there. Shout out to all them, man, doing the damn thing. They um they really out there. Um, yeah, they really out there doing the damn thing. So. Shout out to them. The Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks cleaned up. They will be going to the NBA Finals. They beat the Hawks without a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Without, you know, the former two-time MVP. He's still on the sideline. He's still nursing that knee injury. Um, Drew Holiday stepped up. P.J. Tucker stepped up. Um, that whole squad, they stepped up. So we have a Milwaukee Phoenix finals that starts Tuesday night, Tuesday night. So, um, yeah. So, um, next time I talk to you guys, I'll have the recap on probably game one and two, probably maybe game three by then, by next week. But, uh, yeah, Suns in Milwaukee. I don't know how happy the NBA is about that, but they are. Um, going to take part in the finals. Hopefully, CP3 can pull it out. I really want to see him win. Right now, there is news that CP3 does not plan on retiring. He wants a long, long-term deal from the Suns. Um, and right now, I feel like he deserves every bit of it. Uh, you know, he has a young core, and he doesn't have to put up everything. He, You know, he, he can pick and choose his spots when he wants to take over and show that veteran leadership. So shout out to Chris Paul, man. Shout out to the Suns. Shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. Hopefully Giannis can make his way back and actually contribute to a potential championship. I don't think it'll be a good look for him with his team actually winning a championship and he's injured. Even though he's helped out a lot on the way, on the path to the championship, I still feel like with his place in the organization, him getting paid where he's getting paid, where he's at, everything like that, etc etc I feel like you have to hit the court at least one or two games you have to stand out at least a little bit and contribute in the finals so we'll definitely see how that turns out shout out to all them with that in the NBA now I do want to turn my focus over to the NCAA where they cleared student athletes to pursue name image and likeness deals so, as you know, right now, it is 
completely legal for NCAA athletes to go out and get sponsorships and now they can get paid for their likenesses and their image before they couldn't. So um, I'm not going to applaud the NCAA for doing something that they should have done a long fucking time ago. They've been stealing money from these children, hiding it under a free education for decades, even centuries. So I don't feel bad for the for the NCAA. I feel like the president needs to be fired. He's he stole enough money. Um and shout out to these kids now. Shout out to some of these underprivileged children coming from some of these communities to where they can get in college and immediately start making some change immediately start putting money away for themselves to where they can you know do what they need to do so i um i really appreciate the opportunity that it opens up for a lot of a lot of new kids uh that'll be coming into the NCAA system a lot of kids that will be working a lot of kids that will be able to um I don't know. A lot of kids that will be able to at least put some money away and maybe pay off some things for their parents or, you know, buy stocks and 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 be able to put themselves in a position even if they don't make it to the league because that college is going to make money off those kids regardless. And speaking of students getting paid, it looks like Master's, Master P's son signed a $2 million deal. Already, so like a day or two days after the NCAA passed the new real the new rules allowing NCAA athletes to make money off their name, image, and likeness. Um, you know, uh, Hersey Miller, he's headed to Tennessee State to play college basketball, and um, he's inked a deal with the technology company Web Apps America that is worth two million dollars over four years. So, um, obviously, uh, Master P ain't out here playing, um. His son, at the age of 19, is officially a millionaire. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, he could always do whatever he wanted because his dad was already a fucking millionaire. But the fact that he himself has now inked a deal to make himself a millionaire is amazing. And it just shows you the opportunity that are out there for the other young black children that are going to the league or going to these colleges to where, you know what, they don't have to go to Alabama or they don't have to go to Florida. They can actually go to a Howard and still get a, a, a deal from Nike or Under Armour or New Balance. I feel like this kind of levels the playing field, but I, I, I find it funny. I find it funny, real funny, that the NCAA will allow this to happen now once you have these top recruits in basketball and you have some football recruits and even Deion Sanders down there at Jackson State University to where they're bringing more awareness to the HBCU community. They're bringing more awareness saying to these kids, stop going to these D1 schools. Stop going to these predominantly white schools to where these people don't care about you, to where you have those people in Iowa and and in Nebraska, where you have these black student athletes to where on Saturday they love you, but Sunday through fucking Friday, they calling you a nigger and they're trying to hang you. Why go 
Why go make them millions of dollars and not get paid? Why go make them millions of dollars and not be loved when you can go to people that care about you, to people that actually understand you, and you can actually make a name for yourself and build that program up? I think it's amazing that a lot of black kids are doing that. And I find it funny that as soon as they, the NCAA sees that tide turning to where you have somebody like a Hersey Miller who has a, a Master P backing, who has money. He, Master P is one hell of a fucking uh, donor and booster. Imagine what the amount of money he can raise for Tennessee State. Imagine what Master P can do for not only that campus, but for that community. He can put up businesses. He can put up a plethora of different things that'll be there long after him and his sons are gone. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about. So shout out to Hersey Miller. Shout out to Master P. Shout out to everything they got going on over there, man, because he's just showing those boys you can never have enough money. And as long as you're healthy, as long as you're alive, you can be out here doing what needs to be done. Shout out to Master P and his boys, his family doing big things. Um, hopefully they give Reggie Bush back his Heisman Trophy. Um, now, I believe he should get it back. If it's true, which it has been found true, that he broke the rules during the rules, he shouldn't get it back. But when you look at what Reggie Bush did, you look at the type of athlete he was, what he did for college football, for USC, you know, he was entitled to way more than that 300000 that he's reportedly to have taken. Even though it's wrong, he deserves to have his Heisman back. He's the only Heisman Trophy winner to have his Heisman revoked. That says a lot, people. Even O.J. Simpson, through everything O.J. Simpson has done, he still holds his Heisman. He still gets to go to the Heisman ceremonies if he would like. So Reggie Bush should um, be able to not only interact back with USC, his records, his stats, everything should be reinstated. He should be reinstated as the Heisman Trophy winner and all should be made fair and equal. All should be made fair and equal. Um, now you have people who would disagree, and I, I, I mean, I really can't say anything to you about that. But you know, Reggie Bush has been, you know, a model citizen. He's been a stand-up guy, and he deserves to have his Heisman because his Heisman was well deserved, and he was one of the best college running backs we have ever seen in history. So we have to make sure that we. Um, we have to make sure that we show love to those that um, that really carried the torch and really moved the game forward because Reggie Bush was a one of one. And there's not too many people who were like him. So, you know, shout out to Reggie Bush. Hopefully he gets his shit back. Um, big ups to Kwame Brown and Mama's Cooking. He's still out here doing the damn thing. Um... I think it's crazy how, you know, certain people um you know, certain people get lost in the sauce, but Kwame Brown has been consistently doing the goddamn thing um spreading mama's cooking around for everybody to see. So 
You want to know how that goes. But before I get out of here, man, I want to touch this Rachel, Nich- this Rachel Nichols story. As you know, Rachel, Nich- Rachel Nichols, she's a um, commentator on ESPN. She does the finals. Um, pretty much last year, um, she was doing the the bubble. So, you know, she was staying at the... Um, Staying where the bubble was, she was doing the, you know, the tapings from her room or whatever. And while she was having a conversation um, with Adam Mendelson, Mendelson, Adam Middleson. So Rachel Nichols was having a conversation with Adam Middleson. She didn't know that her ESPN equipment was still recording her. She thought that I guess she cut it off or whatever. But pretty much she was talking about how she found out um, she had found out that Maria Taylor, as you know, the beautiful black um, commentator that's on the NBA pre-show and um, supposedly supposed to be for the finals as well for ESPN. uh, Rachel Nichols found out that Maria would be, you know, doing the hosting duties for the finals and she was extremely upset. She was pretty much in a nutshell saying that, um, you know, Maria isn't qualified. She was just hired because of diversity, pretty much because she was black. And that was the gist of it. Um, now, as you know, Adam, Adam Middleson, he is an advisor to LeBron James. And the backlash from him is coming from him saying that, you know, he's tired of the whole Me Too movement and BLM movement where Rachel Nichols follows up and says, you know, she is well. And it just isn't a good look. Um, they're in the conversations that they have going forward. They were talking about how they can try to, Rachel can try to spin the situation and make it seem like they're pitting two women against each other for just one spot. And um, it just shows one or two things. It just shows that Rachel Nichols and how she feels about things and how regardless of somebody's credentials or why they were hired, she feels as if if a black woman takes her spot, it's because only she's black. And just because ESPN has a crappy diversity uh, rating and diversity history, she's saying that, look, you're not going to take away my opportunities because of that. That's not going to happen at my expense. And I I understand that thought process. But when you look at the way times are, white people are starting to complain about the same things black people complained about for centuries. You're sitting here saying that this woman only got hired because she's black. That's bullshit. Maria Taylor is credentialed. She's worked hard and she deserved it. And she did did a damn good job. And the NBA pre-show, the NBA um, for ESPN, their pre-show, their their ratings are always going to suck because they're going up against Shaq, Kenny, Charles for um, TNT, and you can't you can't compete with that. But I just think this is bullshit. And fuck Stephen Jackson, old pandering bitch ass, tap dancing. I told you he's gonna get back around to that. Oh, tap dancing ass. Steven Jackson going to come out, you know what I'm saying, and talk his shit at first. And then a few hours later, he comes back and he's 
showing his support for Rachel Nichols and he's fucking tap dancing and going against this black woman for that bullshit. Now, I'm not saying Maria Taylor got the job because she was black. I'm saying she got the job because she was qualified. Now, whether you want to sit there and say because of diversity training or whatever, ESPN put her in that spot, it is what it is. All I know is she did a good goddamn job. She has the experience. She has the credentials to be doing that job. So fuck her and fuck um, Rachel Nichols if they got a... Um, so fuck Rachel Nichols and Adam uh, Mendelson if they got an issue with that. We ride with our queens over here. So shout out to Maria Taylor. You're beautiful. Keep doing your thing. Keep fucking grinding. She's right now in talks uh, about her contract. So we'll see tonight whether or not she'll be on the broadcast for ESPN. Because I'm going to tell you, this has been going on for a while now. But the fact that she had her contract negotiations going on, she's either about to get the bag or she's about to get the fuck on. And hopefully she either gets the bag or she gets the fuck on and she gets the bag, a bigger bag somewhere else. Because Maria Taylor deserves everything that she has coming to her. Regardless of whatever Rachel Nichols old hating ass. I ain't even going to talk about Rachel Nichols like that. Whatever. It is what it is. ESPN shall figure out how to handle that. And with that, people, that's where I want to end the show. Um, I really don't have anything else to cover today for you guys. Again, I appreciate everybody that's tapping in. For all my first-time listeners, hopefully I've grasped you and you come back for more. Shout-out to everybody else that subscribed. Hit me up on Twitter, The Ghetto Smart Pod. Hit me up on Instagram, The Ghetto Smart Pod. I try to get back in... Um, answer emails and um you know dms and and you know in a reasonable manner don't be asking me no stupid shit uh if you if you talking some some decent shit we can have a conversation but um again i appreciate all the love check out the youtube channel uh getting the videos uploaded slowly but surely stick in there with me until next time peace people